Yo fam, how we doing? Hey, want to touch base with you real quick before we get into the show about your health and your wellness and are you taking care of it? TulipTreeGardensCO.com. That is the place where I get my CBD for all of my health and wellness needs. I'm not joking one minute. I have sciatic problems, the inflammation issues have all been taken care of, my pain, and I'll tell you, I sleep better because of CBD. Are you trying it? I know some people are skeptical. Take my word. I use it on the daily. Check them out. TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Support those that support the show because they have been here from the get. TulipTreeGardensCO.com. All right. Let's light this baby up. And top of the morning, it's Tuesday, and guess what? You woke up on the right side of the pillow, y'all, because it's a victory Tuesday. 35-17 was a score. Detroit, eh, not a huge victory, but one we will relish as we head into San Francisco. Eric and I have fun. Thanks for listening to us, y'all. Thanks for hanging with us. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere. We are there. Love ya. Well, it's getting about that time. Packers. Yeah, buddy, we are uh, coming at you hot after a victory. Unbelievable game last night. Happy Tuesday morning. Victory Tuesday. It was a Monday night. Ooh, a little stress fest for a little bit there, Eric, don't you think? Yeah, it seemed like the first half was an awful lot like last week. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it was a little bit disconcerting to say the least. Yeah, yeah, there's so much to talk about on that first half. The second half, I mean, wow whole different ball game and we got a lot to talk about them from the players that uh really made the impact man we got to talk about aaron jones we got to talk about Devontae. we got to talk about some key players but first things first buddy we have got to thank everybody out there for listening and hanging with us while we've been on our little uh hiatus here trying to put out something and get things together but hey we're coming back man it's no better time than to talk after a monday night game and beating a team that you know has just giving us fits and and it's time and it's time but first things buddy how you doing up there in the north woods well fall is here colors are arriving every day it's a beautiful day to have a victory tuesday and i just feel like bitching right from the start <laughs> let's go <laughs> i mean okay so <laughs> obviously went to bed happy after a big win I'm, I'm doing trying to do a little rewatch this morning and catching up on the news and find out that it took Coach LaFleur going to Joe Barry at halftime and saying, you either run zone or you get after the quarterback and let our guys play. And when the head coach has to tell that, how that after six quarters, um, is this guy dense? I don't know, man. I was a huge proponent of this move. And I'll tell you, we talked at halftime and I started the BBP movement. You that with BBP? <laughs> bring back Patton. <laughs> it's unbelievable bring back Patton was what i was feeling too because listen we had no pressure you know when we're rushing four people three people there's just nothing and uh you know let's jump into that defense real quick because i thought we were going to see a little bit more from you know devondre campbell uh i'm sorry uh, devondre ramirez um uh, i thought we were going to see more of him kind of blitzing and doing some more stunts uh but 
he's proven to be a really good tackler. That's for sure. He's a, he's a lot of them, but reminds us of that guy. Well, you know, (laughs) we talked about this in the first half and at at halftime. And and I have to say that I think his game stepped up, but I think his game stepped up because Lafleur, excuse me, uh, Joe Barry changed the way we were playing. He was sending him. Um, He was bringing some pressure as he was instructed to do. God, how do you need to be instructed to do that after six quarters of shit? But (laughs) Uh, you know, we were joking at halftime. I said, yeah, he makes tackles. It reminds me of Blake Martinez, you know, six yards down the field. Yeah. But he played much better in the second half. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm withdrawing my criticism of him. The shift in scheme, <laughs> uh, you know, slid right into his wheelhouse. And, and one other thing on the uh, on the uh, very nice uh, pick that uh, that Campbell had. Uh, delighted to see that it was the uh, the young fellow uh, at uh, Jonathan Garvin who put the pressure on that caused that um, yeah. glad to see him starting to shake. You know, you got to see a little of 53 couple of plays last night and boy with Sidarius out for how much longer uh, and San Francisco coming or uh, uh, coming this next weekend. Boy, oh boy, do we need, uh, do we need Garvin to step up yeah. big time? Yeah. And you know what, if we're going to start uh, hearing that call from the head coach to say, Hey man, we need to blitz a little more. Are we going to see a little more Oren Burks? You know, we saw him in the fourth quarter a little bit. Um, I'd like to see more of him, but hey, let's get back to Devondre Campbell. I mean, the kid, 13 tackles, 10 solo, one interception, one pass defend. You know, uh, you were really dropping the Martinez on him when uh, he gave that touchdown up to TJ Hawkinson. And uh, really, I, I was trying my best to, to talk you off that ledge because <laughs> he had great, he had, he was stride for stride with him. He was covered. At some point, you gotta you gotta give Jared Goff the amount of shit that he gets. He was on fire in that first half. He's throwing beautiful balls, making quick reads, and do not forget for one second that T.J. Hawkinson is you know a Pro Bowl player, and he's getting better. And uh, I thought you know Campbell Twitter lit up a little bit on him, but hey, I think overall we saw what progress was. So much better from the you know stick in the ass we had. Last week in, in New Orleans, and, uh, I, you know, last week was a big stick in the ass, Eric. I got to well, let, let's break away from football real quick and talk about a uh, little men's stuff that, uh, you know, little update on the endoscopy and colonoscopy from the uh, last week. Uh, thanks for everybody who had uh, shot me a message and uh, had actually listened and thought about that. But uh, let me just tell you something real quick uh, away from football about the – Necessity for men my age is 47 to uh, to not delay to go to the doctor to get some things checked out. I had some episodes of summer where I was vomiting blood. Uh, I've always had heartburn my whole life, always been on some kind of antacid, you know, and then Zantac came out, causes cancer, switched to a different thing and uh, have been conscious of it. But, uh, you know, I've also had a lot of pain from uh, some back injuries, and that's why I switched to uh, TulipTreeGardensCO.com and all of their great CBD products that have really helped my whole lifestyle. But long story short, people, um, you know, I had a, 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 an excessive amount of blood that came out of my stool. And Eric, you know, you're a boomer. You've been through this. But uh, that was quite alarming for me. But it wasn't just one time. It was a couple times. And uh the colonoscopy, as humiliating and uh, as uh, much shame for some reason as I felt, <clears throat> there's nothing more shameful than to have a younger doctor than yourself look at you in the eye and say, what are you doing? You, you didn't go to the... Next time you do this, be, 
be aware of yourself. And I have two kids and, uh, you know, go to the emergency room. The amount of blood that I had that I shook off and rubbed a little dirt on Eric. I don't know if you've ever done that, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So to speak, not literally, <laughs> but holy smokes. Uh, yeah. And my esophagus had some uh, major issues. So I got it up both ends last week and, and Eric, you know, the prep for that. Am I right? I am familiar with the colonoscopy prep. Yes. It was uh, two bottles of Miralax mixed up with 96 ounces of white Gatorade that I did. And let me tell you, and then you take, you know, a few Dokalax and some gas X along the way, but it is an intense 48 hours of absolute dehydration and trying to drink water to recover. All the meanwhile, everything is coming out one end and it is ferocious. It is like... I've never ran to the bathroom as many times, like in sheer, like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, so um, I waited a little too long to go and get take care of myself. And uh, my uh, suggestion to everybody uh, my age who hasn't or younger who has put that off to go take care of yourself. Um, you'd be surprised uh, what you have on the line in life when you got kids and you got dogs and you think about. Uh, health issues and uh, what you take for granted. I mean, my, my father, Eric, I told you, I mean, the guy cut his finger off in a bandsaw, put a shop rag on it, duct taped it, you know, and made it for a couple hours before he came home and had to drink some brandy. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the stock I come from. So uh, I, nice awakening for me. But, uh, yeah, back to uh, the New Orleans game. I mean, that was the stick in the ass for us last week. And I thought what came up this week was pretty darn incredible from the offensive side. Was that a great segue to get off the... Uh, I was just you know, on the tip of my tongue is <laughs> what a magical segue given the nature of this conversation. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, yes, go get yourself checked. Um, but this, this week, man, on offense, you and I were talking about Aaron Jones and the simple fact of he is, you know, in a subset of unicorns out there in the NFL. We saw it with Christian McCaffrey um, coming back from an ACL. I have one on my fantasy team. The kid produces. He, he takes things to a different level. Everybody that said we could make it with A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams without spending the money on Aaron Jones, what is your take on that opinion right now? Yeah, that's and that, that's well said. And, and given the somewhat of the hometown discount that's just looking more and more like a really, really smart thing to do. There aren't too many guys with the skill set of, of a McCaffrey or, or an Alvin Kamara or an Aaron Jones in the league. Yeah. He does it with the run. He does it with the pass. Um, the kid's incredible. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, he, he's necessary for this offense to go. Uh, it's such a, you know, we're, we are so rich. I, I wrote very little down. Uh, I was so discouraged in the first half, mm -hmm. but one, one of the things I, I, you know, we have a kick returner and, and I just wrote down Kylan Hill has juice. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you that kid to back up Dylan and Jones, we are, we're sitting in a really, really great place that way. Um, and I think that if teams, you know, and it's one of the other things we said at halftime is we're playing great football when the floor is taking what's given. You know, when he's, if they're going to sit back, punish him with the short pass and the run. And, and we did, and, and it's, 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 it's a recipe for success. You know, you can slow down Devonte Adams with the two safety, two, two high safety. Look, you can choke that long play out and that's fine. 
got them. We've got the guys to do it. And switching a little bit just to the other side for a second, because I think you had to, we have to recognize that we're playing with two rookies and a first year guy without much, uh, a second year guy without a hell of a lot of experience in the middle of our line last night. Mm -hmm. and, and I think overall they played pretty well. Yeah. Pretty well. There's going to be, there's going to be bumps and bruises. Um, the, you know, the, the, the Elton Jenkins penalty um, was, was, <laughs> I, you know, I love that we and we got, we have to follow up on this uh, idea, Eric, of of having, you know, we can have the watch party. We can have it on Zoom where we're not showing the game. But what we were when we sunk the game up to our conversation and just were hanging out on the phone last night and, and seeing that penalty and our both of our reactions. And uh, uh, it was just it was silly. I mean, but for Jenkins, I mean, that penalty, I, let's be honest. Let's ask every, everybody. Check out Twitter at Acme underscore Army, we'll have we'll, we'll drop the poll today. How many millions of dollars did Elton Jenkins cost himself with that penalty, Eric? <laughs> Not a thing. And you want if you want a little expose, if you want to go off the rails, I'm willing to do it right now. This Let's is, go. This is the last year. You know what's going to happen from a financial thing is they're going to we're going to try to screw Elton Jenkins. Oh. He's going to sign a top of the market deal for a guard. Yeah. But starting starting next year, he's the right tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Oh. And for four years that David Bakhtiari is here, it's going to be that way. And then he's the left tackle of the future for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. He's going to get he's going to sec the next contract's going to be at right tackle. Only he's going to play left when Bakhtiari goes. Yeah. This guy, this guy's incredible. We're so so stinking lucky to have him uh I, you know um yeah amen I, but listen myers uh runyon it, listen royce newman uh, i i just like i we're starting three interior rookies detroit not the greatest defensive line i get it but i thought they held up great aaron had some time back there that was like what in the world man pick them apart just the flow, though, that Aaron – I got to circle back to Aaron Jones just so I can tell you my piece because he just makes everything more cautious, you know, because he can bust out those runs where – he just makes things happen that Jamal Williams didn't make happen. Same opportunities on the other side, you know. It's just his vision, his shiftiness, and the way he is catching the ball. That, that little rollout screen there was a laser. Aaron's throw to Robert Tanyan – That'll go down in his highlight of 10 best throws. It was only where Tunyon could get that ball. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. But I, I, I got to say, the offense looked like we were much, much more in sync. Obviously, a much better uh, game plan yeah. uh, and, and running the ball. Rodgers, to me, still looked a little bit off. Um, he, missed, he missed MVS for three touchdowns. Yeah, um, the yeah. the short one the short one was was so unlike Aaron Rodgers and that was behind on, on that distance. Yeah, but but he, he had the two long balls that no one's going to yeah. catch MBS and he was short on one and he was long on the other. Yeah, and so one, once that kind of stuff because I mean he had four touchdown passes, and and Jones got the touchdown the play after the miss yep. from MBS. So it's not like you missed a we missed yeah. a score as a team. But but the other two, uh, you know, Rogers could have had just a ridiculous night. Um, nothing wrong with two fifty five and four, yeah. but but he could have had three fifty five and six. Yeah. Well, and he moved past, uh, you know, your boy on the list of most yards. It's, <laughs> it's it's funny. It's funny that 
you know, these guys on TV were talking about, you know, can he catch Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan's in, you know, he, he's going to be playing for a few more years just as long as Aaron. That's a heck of a delta to catch up with unless Matt Ryan, unfortunately, gets hurt, is out, and he has a, you know, a full season to catch up with them, and then they play it out from whatever teams they're playing on. In the next couple of years, I'm not, you know, I'm not convinced Matt Ryan's going to be a Falcon with the way their team's looking. But we digress. We got to talk about the the receivers. Um, Equinamius St. Brown was elevated from the practice squad, which surprised the heck out of me, man. Um, yeah, his parents whole, were there. His yeah. parents were there. Two sons had to be. Uh, otherwise, just let me ask you this: After watching Tyler Lancaster again. How do you bring up a seventh wide receiver and not bring up Heflin? Uh, um, it's it's. I don't believe they would make that call based on hey family reunion blah. blah no, blah, I know, blah. I know, but it's because yeah. Equinamius was targeted. You know, he, he he made the one reception. He was out there when it was obvious there. You know, they two tight end, two wide receivers, which are Lazard and EQ and AJ Dillon in the backfield. I mean. Talk about hey, which side are we running the ball to? You, you knew that was coming, so I mean. Maybe, maybe he's at that point right now where they're going to shift to more receivers on, on offense. Maybe we're going to get more volume of bubble screens and a little more complexity because, you know, it never. St- we're expecting them to pick off, pick up exactly where they left off last year. I don't know if that's fair. No, it isn't. But speaking of receivers and just slip slipping a little bit closer to the offensive tackle. It, it it seemed to me that Dominic Daphne may have been playing for a job last night with the Sternberger eligible to come off today and, and room being made. I thought Daphne played a lot better uh, last night than he did in week one. Going to be real interesting to see what they do there. Roster well, wise. Yeah. Well, you know, DeGuaro was out concussed, right? And he was yep. inactive. I, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen right now. It's going to be an interesting week to see what happens with with Jake or Jace. Um, but I, I I like Daphne. I'm in I'm in his court always. Yep, and boy, just getting 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 Degar back. You know, we've just been so teased by this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he scratches the surface, and you kind of get to see, and you know, you hear that this is the the kind of player that Lafleur really needs to make his offense go. Mm-hmm. He blends in so well with the rest of the scheme. And we're just, you know, unfortunately, uh, the, the injury last year and now a concussion this year. And Well, the thing is you start uh, getting concussions and you start getting head injuries for a H-back position that he's in. Uh, now, we're at, now we're just, you know, now we're playing with fire. You know, same with Jace, though. I mean, are we talking that Jace is any better, you know, with, with his injury and concussion history? But... We'll see what happens. We got to talk about uh, one more person on offense, and it would be foolish not to. But Devontae Adams is back into a form that mm, he is so explosive off the line. <sighs> Uncoverable. It's just, it's something else, man. And you know, talk about the, the the reception he made in the first half, where it's just it was a short one. He deked three guys out there, you know, for for an additional seven yards. He's yeah. just uh, he's so important to an Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love led Green Bay Packers team, and uh, we got to get that extension signed. Anyway, 
couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Uh, back to back to a big smile on his face, photo bombing Rogers after the game. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we're all right. Yeah. You know? Well, just that fantastic throw in the in the second half that Rogers made to Devontae for what was that forty one yards? I'm, uh, I forget. Yeah. What Fifty or whatever. The way that Devontae runs his routes and does not give up to the defender that the ball's coming until it's like, oof, right there is is it's something special to see, man. I, I he's important for us. We got to extend him. Let's get on that D Adams extension train now. Hey, I got to give a shout out to my son Eric. Um, this kid missed out football last year. You know, COVID <coughs> took out the uh, took out the ability for the grade school to have any organized football so he's an eighth grader now i mean this kid's been throwing spirals across the living room since we were three years old you know and uh one of the best joys is uh you know hey dad you want to play catch it's uh it's such a great thing and uh he starts out and tries out for quarterback yesterday and uh is one of two quarterbacks for his eighth grade middle school team and the kid was on cloud nine. And uh, shit, man. You want to talk about pride? Get that colonoscopy, man. Get that endoscopy. Make sure you're healthy because <laughs> that shit is amazing. It was so much. Uh, he, he, he couldn't believe it. And, uh, you know, we're out in the yard for the last week just throwing and getting his pump fakes. And hey, He's such an excitable, energetic kid. And he, he leads just by his enthusiasm. You know, in flag football one time, he had thrown a screen out. He was like the third quarterback to come in. Threw a screen out, and it was like a 35-yard touchdown. He's the first one to tackle the receiver in the end zone. It was just like the kid is just all about energy. And uh, shout-out to my boy, Luca. Congratulations. You know, I, last night uh, I told you to tell him congratulations this morning. And, and this afternoon when he comes home from school, you can give him his new nickname. <laughs> the Lucasaurus. <laughs> oh God. Excited for him. Anyway, let's talk about this defense because there are times in that first half, Eric. Who we, we we talk about Devontae Adams getting off the ball. I mean Quintez Cephas uh Cephas, our our our, our badger brother was really showing some big growth yesterday. I mean, effort, but getting off the line. He, you know, making Kevin King look a little foolish, but your thoughts? Well, one, it appears to me that pretty much anyone can make Kevin King look foolish. So, <laughs> so but, you know, absolutely. We talked about him before he was drafted uh, as a possible uh, possible Packer. The guy's got hands. You know, Jeff Okuda, who uh, unfortunately wasn't out there uh, uh, last night to take his lumps, yeah. said after playing at Ohio State that the best receiver he faced in college was Quintus Cephas. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he's uh, yeah. he's a great great possession guy if he can get uh, if he can get uh, a little bit better educated he can really make a name in the league. I think, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think back to the KB and Ento interception in preseason where you saw, you saw him leave his man. He saw that the ball wasn't going to his man. He left his man and he moved and he went and helped and made the pick. JJ mm-hmm. uh, Stokes, excuse me, JJ Stokes, Eric Stokes. <laughs> You'd think with both of us being named Eric, that wouldn't be a mistake. Uh, Again, uh, but anyway, Stokes when he passed his receiver on the touchdown to um, 
uh, to the tight end. Hawk, uh, not Hawkin, uh, Hawkinson, excuse Hawkinson, me. Yeah. yeah, the touchdown to Hawkinson where Campbell was in coverage. Mm-hmm. He passed off his receiver, and he had an opportunity to go make a play, which I think yeah. week 10 he makes. Um, I, yeah. You know, you've, you've got, there's, there's nobody else. You know, Hawkinson is the only guy on that side. You, you go to where you can help, and I think that'll, uh, that'll become more and more evident. He made, a, speaking of Cephas, he made a, a real critical third down pass breakup. Yeah. Um, he looks good. Uh, I think we're better with, with him out there than we are with King, uh, at least on, on the boundary. King seemed like he maybe did sort of okay when he went inside a little bit. I'm probably going to be a little bit happier with Sullivan in there and Jan, King being Jan the top backup. Got made, got made look foolish. Well, can, can, can King be the, can King be the fourth corner? I want Stokes starting and I want him starting now. He's going to take his lumps. All cornerbacks do all rookie cornerbacks do. Yeah. Uh, let's get him going because he showed, he showed that speed last night and he showed the ability to control his body uh, and still break up a play while diving. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the idea of having him and Alexander together. Yeah. Well, one thing we saw was, uh, you know, for so long, nobody throwing uh, Alexander's way. Yesterday, he celebrated on a play that, uh, you know, again, probably needed a little confidence boost and was happy that somebody threw it his way and that it didn't get completed. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's a kid that needs some reps as well. You know, I mean, you know, you know, it, it takes a half of a, a millisecond of unfocused attention somewhere else. And, you know, you got a half a step on somebody. So. He needs a little action. Anyway, I thought Kevin King in the long run is uh, better at slot filling in and fighting it out with Shannon Sullivan. I couldn't agree with you more. Eat it, Keck. Oh, boy, um, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just shout out to Chris McEachern. Um, We're going to blow him up. We should probably uh, dox him at some point, you know, just throw his address out on the Internet, maybe <laughs> drop it on Twitter. But, oh, you uh, can get it. You can get it at any offender site. There's a little star by his house. But yeah, you know, yeah. We'll, I mean, he's we'll he's track. a good guy. We're beating his ass in our fantasy league. He has he's just a lot of talk. Um, he has no players. He's a total homer. Uh, everybody's going to find out the truth about him uh, at some point through this podcast because you and I will not cease our bagging on him. But he is now working uh, for a bike manufacturer uh, originated in Wisconsin, and there seemed to be some kind of biker rally. And uh, to see your buddy that used to water ski with and, you know, uh, totally lied to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people as I'm announcing the water ski show saying that he's jumping 180 feet and watching his ego think, yeah, I did jump 180 feet when it was really like 22, 100 (laughs) in the shows, you know, between 90 and 100 in the shows. But he'd talk big, you know. Um, but I would talk him up big, but, uh, his ego just took too much. So, um, and it's carried over into his fantasy in his life, but to see this kid with a horror, I'm sorry, with a, uh, a motorcycle manufacturer from Wisconsin on, uh, on his body in like a bandana in some, uh, you know, some, some Tom Cruise reflector, uh, shades. I, I couldn't think phony more phony, phony fan, phony fantasy player. Anyway, leave us a message, Keck. You can find that message on Anchor, Anchor FM's forward slash Acme Army. Leave us a message, everybody. We appreciate you listening. We got uh, we got a good week coming up here, Eric. Um, I'm gonna be reaching out to Ama Diesel. Ama, if you're listening, reach out to me uh, and uh, let's uh, let's hook up because uh, can't wait pod- to meet this guy. 
Can't wait more, to meet him. Meet, need some more positivity in our lives, man. Um, let's talk about one final thing that uh, we can take away from this game before we uh, wrap this baby up, Eric. And, and really just in thinking of the game as a whole, from a true optimistic side, or you can be the pessimistic side, what's your biggest takeaway out of this game? Well, you know, virtually the only thing uh, sort of along those lines that uh, that I thought of was in the first half, boy, we need another defensive lineman. Um, I, You know, I really thought with the uh, preseason emergence of Slayton, we were going to see some more of that given Kenny Clark some three technique snaps, but seeing him most of the time back in there at nose tackle, I think in a lot of ways is a waste of his talent. I think we need to get bigger. I'd love to see what Heflin can do in there. Oh, I, I, I you know, after that effort. Um, now, granted, he was playing against other teams, you know, non-starters, um, but a big guy that hustles like that <clears throat> couldn't be worse than Dean Lowry or Tyler Lancaster. Dean Lowry consistently makes forward pressure against a guard. He doesn't release well. He doesn't make any kind of pressures. He uh, he just takes up a body out there. Um, it's tough. Man. When it, it's it's tough to see. When it comes to quarterback pressure, however, we've got to go back to last, last season and point out again that when he's unblocked, he can rush the passer. Mm-hmm. So we've yeah. got, to, got to give yeah. him there's that. Just, there's no question. He, he, he shows awesome speeds. Hey, we did have a couple of guys in uh, for tryouts before the Monday night game. And uh, that name of Taco Charlton, I dropped it yesterday, but you know we were big out of him from Michigan. Never panned out, man. I mean, for a uh, for as high of a pick as he was to flame out in Dallas, Miami, and Kansas City. And now we're are we that desperate right now? I guess is my question for more defensive outside linebacker pressure. Yeah, I think with Zadarius Smith going to miss the next at least three, and you got to, you know, I, I'm almost thinking, <clears throat> I'm almost thinking that this is going to be a, a he's going to come back at or about the same time that Bakhtiari does, pr- providing he doesn't have any more setbacks. And that's a, that's a, you know, he's our best pass rusher. That's a, and you got to see a flash of that in the bullshit roughing the passer call week one. Yeah, but but not having Zadarius, who rushes so much from the inside, changes changes how you can play and I, I don't like really to be honest with you the way that Barry compensates for that um, I, I would much rather see a heavier heavier front line yeah. uh, and, and and go after people um, I, I didn't you know we saw a lot of that sort of trying to create pressure with four and not getting it done and yeah. he's Listen, not a blitzer but maybe he's going to need to be with this team for a while yeah, well, I just think DeAndre Campbell can uh, can blitz. I know Oren Burks can, and you know we got that two snaps. Up. You know that two snaps. I know. I know. We're gonna see that though when the head coach has to go to the defense. Here's my takeaway. My takeaway is we finally have a jumping off point. It feels like from the offensive side of the ball, where we felt a little momentum, confidence definitely regained, but the running game can only go up from here. And I thought for three rookies on the interior of the line. We got a building. It's Detroit. I get it. It's the Detroit Lions. It's Jared Goff. He sucked. He lit us, you know, up in that first half. A couple bad turnovers, but make no mistake. We, you know, overcame adversity, felt like we had. Matt LaFleur has never been able to 
just dump the whole offense on. We're expecting the orbits and, and, and more jet sweeps. And, I, you know, I'm screaming, where's Tyler Irvin? You know, we got the guys, it seems, but it's not incorporated yet. Yeah, Amari Rogers, no snaps. Uh, listen, we're going to need to incorporate something because our next game is uh, going to be against, you know, a very dangerous team. Well, I'm dying for the press conferences. I want to hear. I want to hear because you know Joe Barry is going to be asked uh, about why he needed Matt Lafleur to tell him how to coach his own defense. And you know, if Matt Lafleur is spending so much time worried about the defense, he's not worrying about the offense, and that's yeah. taken away from his game planning. And I, I don't know. I don't think there's dissension. I'm not trying to, to create anything, but I, I I just don't get that. I, it, it seems patently obvious to me after six quarters of ineffective defense. That's just giving up drive after drive after drive that maybe as the defensive coordinator, you think I could do things different. Yeah. Not be told by your head coach. I would hate to have some kind of termination in the season. You know, I hope we unless can it's necessary. This. I hope we can build off this. You know, I hope we can build off this. It's still, listen, it still comes down to our players. You yep. take out Zadarius Smith. You're relying on, on, on Gary, who I thought, mm. The kid is just, ugh, he's going to be unbelievable. Preston Smith, you know, did he play great game? He, <laughs> great game. Great I mean, game. The guy looked like, all right, we're getting back to some, maybe some core things. We we would love to see more Slayton. We'd love to see more Heflin. But again, second, second game. I get it. But we got a jumping off point. That's what I feel the best about. That's what I, I really feel the best about. But we got a game against 49ers. That's a uh, 8-20, 7-20 Central Time start Sunday night football. Um, yeah. Huge, Gosh. huge game. Thank God that we have, you know, Monday night to a Sunday night, not a Sunday afternoon game. But uh, it is, you know, we got to travel out to San Francisco. I don't know when they travel, if that's a Friday travel or, or what. But, boy, uh, I hope we're ready for that game because defense is has got to be aggressive, and we we couldn't be getting them at a better time. We'll get more into that on on the next show when we break it down a little bit more and preview it. But their running backs, uh, e- e- even my late round fantasy selection, Trey Sermon out with a concussion, Elijah Mitchell, you know, banged up his shoulder. Packer killer Raheem Mostert done for the done, year. Done for the year. Yeah. So they brought in a lot of a lot of you know running backs right now. T.J. Yelton. Remember that guy? Yeah. Still still drawn from that Alabama blood. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I just hope we're geared up and, and ready to build off this. That's my biggest takeaway. Anyway, everybody, thank you for uh, uh, for listening to the babble today. It was a lot of fun. Um, thanks for listening. And, uh, again, appreciate uh, you nice people out there that uh, sent me a, a nice message on the colonoscopy. That was uh, more than I ever expected. So, you guys are great. Thanks for following us on Acme underscore Army on Twitter. Following us on all the podcast outlets out there. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, uh, Pocket Cast. I've never heard of Pocket Cast, Eric, but it's out there. And, uh, you know, as soon as uh, things settle down, we get back into the flow. We're just going to be pumping out some audio. But, boy, the dreams we have will just remain dreams right now. We're just going to keep doing what we do best. And uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Really, uh, really means a lot. So with that, buddy, take us out. Hey, for the uh, for the last time today, everybody, happy Victory Tuesday. And and Pocket Cast, you know, that was my dad's old fishing nickname for me, but we don't need to get into that. That's a, that's a different... <laughs> 
But anyways, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back in the middle. Take a look at the press conferences and take a look at the upcoming game with the Barry Manilow. Excuse me, Joe Montana. Excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's San Francisco 49ers. Are you kidding me? It's time to start making some noise for us. Go back, go.